Welcome to the Job Forum. Job Forum. My name is Mana Azizoltani, and I am a PhD student at the Hera College of Hospitality here at UNLV. On this show, we discuss the journey through college and into the workforce with recent graduates of different disciplines. Welcome to the Job Forum. All right, well, let's get this party started. So in today's episode, I'm happy to have one of my, well, another one of my personal best friends, Andy Klein, who's here to talk about his experience working as a civil engineer. And Andy, do you want to give a little introduction of yourself? No, nah, that'll just about do it. <laughs> best friend in mono, that's really all, that's really the best acolyte on my resume anyway, so. Yeah, I hope that's, I hope that's right on top, you know, yeah, like right. Andy Klein, comma, you know, where people put like. Yeah, I put my name below that. It's, I'm sure that, I'm sure <laughs> it's that like, it's like a. MBF, Mana's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so do you want to say like, you know, where you went to college and, you know, your job or whatever? Yeah, well, well, hitting on those two things, I started out here at UNLV, did did my four and a half years, got out after good behavior, and then (laughs) moved on to, at first, a construction management company called Aggregate Industries, and I was kind of just doing some, kind of some admin work, helping keep construction going for road work projects, but that kind of fizzled out after six months because they wanted me to work nights, and I didn't feel like I really wanted to go to college for four years to work night shifts, so I took some time off and studied hard for what was called the professional engineering exam. Um, Sounds good, That's yeah. what makes... We'll get to that later. Yeah, that's what makes kind of big bucks, but then right as I was taking the test for that, my buddy at this company called Stantec, where I currently work now, had an opening, had a, had a foot in the door for me, so I interviewed there, did good enough to get the job, and now I'm working as a civil engineer there, working on water and wastewater projects here in the Valley and abroad, but mostly in Vegas. So we have a glorified janitor in the room. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I actually designed the things that the janitors clean, kind of? Nah, a couple steps above what they clean. Oh, okay, so. okay, okay. Nah, I'm just joking around. <laughs> um, so let's back up. So college how was your tell me about your experience through college i mean we met in college at first mm-hmm. year of school yep yep um before covid i had a lot of fun in college actually but um i guess going in depth on that before college i started here straight out of the gate civil engineering i knew pretty pretty concretely what i wanted to do going into you, it dude. so started at civil engineering moved into the dorms with a buddy of mine from high school which was a great idea if you have a friend that wants to go to the same college with you, definitely consider dorming with them because every person I know, bar one, that had a random roommate ended up hating them at some point or another. So it worked out pretty well that way and met Mana in like our first or maybe like, it was like a few weeks into math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the first class of the day, first semester, first semester. So we met pretty early on and then our friendship blossomed from there, which was the most important part of college anyway. <laughs> but other than that, um, a lot of math... A lot of science, got the gen eds out of the way, but then engineering, that schooling was getting, was pretty tough, but it was engaging and it was fun. It was meeting some good people and then COVID hit and kind of made everything really boring and really tedious, but it helped with collaboration, quote unquote, with my classmates so we could get through the rest of the yeah. the coursework pretty, fairly easy. A little bit of over collaboration. over collaboration, yeah. And then kind of just wrote out the rest of college as COVID was kind of easing up towards the end of when did I graduate 2021 so uh fall 2021 is when I graduated and yeah straight out of there went straight into working full-time at that first company I mentioned and then only a really two months yeah only a really two month break for studying which I was working I was studying about six hours a day anyway so I didn't really feel like a vacation at all (laughs) dang dude well so, all right, break down your college experience sort of, right? So you're saying you took a lot of these math classes, to go to these gen ed classes. Mm-hmm. Like, 
did you feel like these math classes like cause, i mean when i think of engineering i think of like okay you're working with systems right a lot and so mm. a, do you do a lot of math in your job like did that really help you quote funny unquote? enough the extent of math as far as a civil engineer at least in my role because i'm doing a lot of at this point it's what's we use, I use a software basically all day that's called AutoCAD or okay. Civil 3D more specifically. And if if anybody's familiar, if they're not familiar with it, it's basically just the software that people use to draw up like construction plans or utility utility plans. And there are other softwares I get into like if you're a mechanical engineer, which is like more of like more of more so like at least in the water wastewater area, like the pumps and the pipe networks like that's they would use other softwares. But for me, with civils is more of like getting everything in the ground and getting the sites prepared. Right. So it's very static and things don't move, but I think I'm kind of getting in the weeds here, but AutoCAD civil 3d and civil 3d is the software I use for 95% of my work and just kind of drawing either designing a little bit of designing some, some of the utilities we're doing either storm drains or sewers can kind of moving them around, placing them in different spots or putting in the, um, the, surrounding utilities so that we're not running into anything and if we're digging into the ground or ro- tearing up some roadway to to do a project we don't want to come across a gas line and shut off power shut off a uh, gas for everybody so a lot of that's what i'm drawing and in all of that i do basically elementary school math it's <laughs> either like addition as subtraction or division or or whatever but a lot of like the mental load when it comes to engineering is just kind of balancing all of these different facets of how everything interplays together in your head. That's really the the biggest mental load, again, that an engineer really has to face most of the time. Because any, and even in the more technical f- fields of engineering, or even the in the higher up civil stuff I'll eventually get into, programs will do that for you. I mean, it's right. it's helpful to know in college that we've, like, like what we learned, like class called statics which is kind of like how forces act on on like rigid bodies like like bridges and concrete and stuff like that or there's dynamics and you're kind of figuring out like like gear ratios and and like things moving and centrifugal force or i'm just trying to it's been already it's already kind of falling out of my head because i haven't used it at all or then you have you know the higher level calculus like the the, you never use a triple integral ever in your life unless you're doing... What about a single integral? Uh, even not even an integral, really. I mean, area under a curve, I don't think I've ever really... Again, that's just kind of basic kind of just logic thinking. Right, it's like, right. all right, you have, a f- you have a pipe that has like 80 gallons a minute for 80 minutes. It's, I mean, it's like nothing really <laughs> to... It's a, a, there's never a pipe giving you ni- Y squared plus 3X plus Z water in <laughs> 10 minutes you have to figure out it's like what, nothing like what that what about a rope swinging back and forth yeah and nothing like that <laughs> physics i mean yeah none of that came through um maybe like with physics one and or actually with physics two like electromagnetism and then fluid dynamics i mean that kind of is a little useful just to think of like the overall concept you know i mean just water flows down water flows downstream and if it's in parallel or if it's in in and series and then you can just kind of visualize it that way but again nothing super technical as far as the math or the science is concerned but having that as a base knowledge so that you're at least understanding the overall concept of what you're doing that's where it really comes into play gotcha that makes a lot of sense also like you mentioned like a lot of like the sort of hard knowledge like the math and the physics and that kind of stuff like the equations per se that calculations they have to do something by computer so how is it how important is it that to know like how to use a computer like is do you use AutoCAD every single day is that how like crucial is that for a student to learn um especially with AutoCAD as far as again like a civil is concerned it's kind of 
I'm starting to realize it kind of sounds a little boring, but then as far as I think any engineering and any probably career you get into at some point, you have to you have to kind of earn your stripes. You have to do the grunt work at first. Course, yeah. And with civils, with civil engineers, again, like if I can boil it down very simply, is like civil engineers deal with things that don't move. So roads, bridges, pipe, like and like sewers and other things. And then like just putting the actual utility in the ground and making sure it's not too, it's not too deep, it's not too high, and it's not conflicting with anything. And then you have mechanical engineers that deal with pump systems and moving systems so like like automotive and aerospace there's a lot of mechanicals in there and then as well as uh like hvac a lot of thermodynamics and stuff like that you have electrical engineers that design like they may not necessarily they might design again like the 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 power lines that are going over and then how they tie into the building and the circuit breakers and how it like how it feeds into all the the major devices and within uh within the development and then you have like your chemical and your nuclear and your right. and your very super Specialty, specialized yeah. ones. But as far as you know, civil, mechanical, electrical, those are concerned. That's kind of basically what they do. And then AutoCAD, civil is like your AutoCAD's going to be your base, your really? your foundation from which every other program you use. It's like Excel for accounting. Uh, basically, yeah. As an yeah, as a as a first year graduate accounting student, you're going to be doing Excel all day until you eventually tell. The next guy, after you've put, after you've done your time, your few years, you're gonna tell the next intern behind you to do all the the, the grunt work Excel, so you can do the fun stuff or like the more, the more macro advanced level, macro right. level stuff. And that's kind of what I'm. My position is as a civil engineer right now, like the the civil engineer, like the civil engineers in training that are like either just below getting their professional engineering license or have already I've had it for a few years. They're the ones that might do the calculations to think that maybe the pipe should go this way or like maybe the pipe should go that way, or they kind of are doing a little bit more project management stuff. But again, they start to delegate work down to their lower their lower peers and then again, in my and position so that's kind of what I'm doing now. Is that sort of the, is that sort of the threshold like the the PE exam is like so can you explain a little bit like the exam process and The like- PE exam is basically just call it's just everything you learned in college and then plus a little bit of um, as far as civils are concerned, just incorporating a little bit of real world, real world codes and standards into it, and then a little bit of the logic and how all that plays together. And there is no, you know, there's no CAD question on on a, on the PE exam. It's more of you know, and one question that I always remember because I just got so lucky that I found it like on my last pass through in the exam. It was like, what's the minimum turning radius on a on a standard SU90 truck? And blah blah blah, like, and then you just had to. There's one code book that had the that standard truck size, and it gave you the minimum turning radius, and it's like, boom, there it is. And that that was for a transportation focused PE exam for a civil. There's with each engineering discipline, the the PE exam differs, but for civils in particular, there's like five different sections. You can either do like construction, transportation, water, geotech, and then maybe one other. I'm for I'm forgetting, but uh. And then you can, there's a little bit, a few questions that are specialized towards that. And then a bunch of general ones kind of like, there would be like, what's the integral? What's the basic integral? So they can, they're just testing your math. They're going to test your, uh, your problem solving and stuff like that. But nothing, nothing, there's what they split it up into a depth and breadth. Okay. Depth being the transportation stuff, the breadth being your calculus, your statics, your dynamics, gotcha. all this, all the stuff that you learned in college, and just kind of like a basic few questions on each of them, just to make sure you remembered it all. Wow, that's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, 
like you said, is, is so the exam is like, is that like a rite of passage sort of for like, I'm not, a, I'm no longer a grunt. I'm going to do the cool stuff. Basically. So what a PE allows you to do is once you pass the exam and do four years of work experience underneath somebody that has their PE license, that's when you can start stamping plans. And when you're stamping something, that means you're telling the city or the entity that you're, or the client that you're working for is like, all right, this is structurally sound. This is not going to conflict with anything. This isn't going to collapse. This isn't going to kill anybody. This is going to, this is good stuff. You can, you can put it in the ground or you can construct it. And that's basically where you start to make the real money as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned. If you ever, if you stay at the level that I'm, that I'm at, or you like, you never pass the exam or you don't ever bother or you, or whatever, then you'll stay as like a drafter is kind of, again, that's basically what I am now is like a drafter. I have CAD. Someone tells me, is like, Hey, we need to, we need we need a plan that shows these 200 points and we need it and we need to show it in the viewport and a plan view and a profile view, meaning like, like a top down versus a side to side. And you just kind of, and nothing is like too terribly like complicated on a macro level, but figuring out how to get it done in the software does take a lot of time, takes a lot of effort. So that's why they kind of pawn it off on the new guys to do it or the, or the young guys to do it. And then once you do that and you get good enough at that, then you're at least, understand what workload would what the workload will be when you start delegating that same task to the next guy behind you makes sense makes sense um and so do you feel like what you learned in school kind of prepared you for the exam well or do you feel like you needed to study a lot more on top of it or how was that process i say it i say prepared me fairly well and it definitely nevada is is uh, unique in the fact that it allows you to take this exam early as opposed to taking it after you've done your four years, which most states are like that. Most states, you graduate college, and if you stick with engineering, then you ideally work underneath another civil engineer or another engineer of whatever discipline you're in for four years. And then once you have the requisite four years, then you're allowed to start um, registering for that test. Really? Which it's it, harder because then you're out of school for much which longer. Which is so much harder because you're now you're four years out of it. You've forgotten most of the stuff that you don't use, if you even use any of it at all. Some people will have start starting families, start getting responsibilities and stuff. And that was kind of the experience I saw a lot of people having, like, you know, browsing forums, like, how do you answer this question? Or where's, where can I get this book for, for free? Or where can I do this? And all these people were just like, yeah, I've been... I mean, tried three times and like it's hard to balance it with the kids and the blah blah blah. Me, I was very fortunate that I took it early and just got it out of the way. And doing it early, I definitely felt college prepared me because again, it's like each one of those subjects. Like, all right, I saw this in CE four fifty. I saw this in CE two forty two. I saw this in CEE whatever. And, but you know, I probably forgotten how to do an actual problem. And then you have to refresh. You got to dust the cobwebs off and go. But you still that have way. it either way. Exactly. Well, that's great. And do you feel like? Okay, so there's the aspect of the exam, right? Like, you feel like college really prepared you for the exam. Mm -hmm. But also, do you think college actually prepared you? Did it prepare you for, like, what the job actually is? It didn't prepare you for the, what the job is at all. It prepares <laughs> you for the exam, but it definitely doesn't prepare you for the test. Uh, for It definitely prepares you for the exam. does not prepare you for the job at all because, again, there are just you have no idea what you don't know and that's right. definitely what i felt going into the well, going that, into the the working world is kind of like there's so many different ways that the government agencies talk with you know consultants which is what our job position is and there's very and there's like how the contracts work and how the specifications work and how you're supposed to do everything and there's and then again like the technical aspects of actually how to get get the things done like let's say on cad for instance like 
they set the each client will set the the project up with a certain template and you have to follow each you have to follow all these standards and then when you're following the standards you have to you know you're sending it to your clients in certain ways and then it's it's all right. like there's so much things that I don't even know again like I just at this point I'm just kind of like, all right tell me what to do I'll just be a good little monkey and put it into <laughs> put it into the computer and then I'll send it back to whoever needs send it back to the person who needs to get it to where it needs to go that's really kind of where it is there's so much that you have no idea. I don't think anybody would have any idea until you're in it for quite a while, which again is just how the the nature of a, a field like this. Like you need to do a lot of it so you can get a broad understanding before you can start making real decisions. And so, is there a culture like with that in mind? Is there a culture like within the workforce, like within the professional world, that like okay, these guys just graduated from college, he doesn't know anything. Are they like patient with you? Are they do they know that you don't know? Or and so like what? Um, I would say so. And this company, I think it's probably become more and more common. But maybe like a lot of, and this is the the case with a lot of like professional industries, especially the construction related, is that a lot of the old guys are retiring and they're not necessarily getting enough new people to fill the shoes of the guys that are leaving. And I've just noticed that you know the the old people. I don't really interface. I the my circle of people that I interface with on a day to day basis is pretty small, and those people are all very very understanding because I think they're within ten years of my age, so they're all you know have had their license for a few years and they I think still understand it. And I think that's probably the case with most, and that's just just uh, by nature of being away from the cutting edge or being away from the ground floor of anything for so long you'll eventually lose touch but i think any and even the the older people i've interfaced with they've all been they've all been pretty nice but i haven't had any deadlines to meet for them so who knows if they're yeah. who knows if they're real hard asses or not but i don't know gotcha and so what is your day-to-day like exactly what do you do when you go to work what do you do um i get to the office i put my lunch in the fridge i sit down and i click away on cad for about four hours and I do, I eat lunch and I go back and I sit at my computer and do CAD for about four or more hours and then I leave. <laughs> it's kind of about how it's going right now. And there's pros and cons to that. I mean, again, I'm learning so much about this software that it's insane that I had no idea how to use even like I used it as, as part of an internship when I was in college for like a year or so. And even I thought I was good at it then, but then there's so many facets of that program that I've learned as a result of doing it every day which is a positive and then another positive and a negative, depending on how you look at it, is that because I'm stuck in the office doing one thing all day, like it can get kind of boring, get kind of tedious, but then it allows you to have the energy to kind of do things that you enjoy when you leave the office. So if you're doing something that's like super intense or maybe even on your on your feet or doing something super, again, like in, in super intense work environment that drains a lot of energy, then you kind of go home and you're like, all right, well, I'm going to eat dinner, I'm going to go to bed. But with engineering or at least engineering as it is now being the cad monkey that i am it's kind of like all right just get in there do my eight hours can come home and I, I can leave and i got the whole rest of the day which is again such a great contrast between college and and the working world is that you have you actually have a lot of free time if you budget budget it correctly or in again assuming your your commute to and from the offices in an hour which is getting less and less common with work from home and stuff like that, which this okay. kind of job definitely allows you to do. I mean, they're, as a as a new guy, they're still kind of wanting you to be in the office a little bit more just in case you have questions or whatever. But at this point, I mean, no one's really in the office anyway. So sooner or later, I think I could definitely transition to working from home, either half-time or full-time if I wanted to. But I enjoy getting out of the house. I'd go kind of stir-crazy if I was staring at the same four walls every day. Well, yeah, I I'm know staring, at, staring at the same eight walls instead yeah. of my my house versus the office but get to see some people some friends i have like my friend that got me the job works there so you guys we can banter and stuff 
That's cool. Do you guys have lunch together and stuff too? Yeah, or at least once at least once a week. Other times, just kind of just get at the eat at the desk, get it over with, and get going. That's really cool. Well, you mentioned having an internship during college. Um, do you want to talk about sort of how you got the internship? I had several internships okay. during college. So the first one that I maintained up from from the start of freshman year until the start of COVID was a undergraduate research position, and I got that really just through um, serendipity, if that's the word, if I'm using that word correctly, yeah. is a uh, a professor had noted, I guess, maybe like looks through the incoming the incoming list of freshmen going into civil engineering, and she had noticed I had decent grades. So she actually sent Wait, me you had decent email, grades. Apparently, <laughs> not hard to believe. No, she uh, she she reached out to me like probably like within the first week or even before college, and she was like, "Hey, do you want to take a tour of the lab?" And I was wondering if you want to become an undergraduate research assistant. And I said, "Of course," and got to the lab, looked cool, and you know they're offering to pay me pay me money to do stuff that I'd be studying, so it was definitely a no brainer. And stuck with that doing water quality i was helping with water quality experiments and and in that i was basically a glorified dishwasher for most of it but i mean right. i was washing kind of you know lab testing equipment and like uh you did your time basically yeah, yeah I did, again yeah. again that's kind of the the case with any young person going through going through the motions and then it's like so again like winching the test file sometimes do running some some tests like some uh water contaminant tests i was running like nitrate and chlorine and um as a like bromine, I'm again, it's been already a few years. So again, running some water quality tests on certain, on different contaminants within water. And I did a couple of collections, like going through the wash and yeah, the Las Vegas wash and other areas and collecting water samples. But again, like the graduate student would do more like the heavy lifting, like the, the macro, like the, the actual engineering and the science behind it. Well, I just kind of facilitated it, but again, it was good. It was good money, especially before the inflation kicked in and everything <laughs> is three times as expensive as it used to be. So I was making good money at the time. It kept me busy. And then it was also in your field, in my field. So, so it looked great on a resume, even though they didn't, it was just, they didn't know I was washing dishes, but well, what about like in the field then? Did you get one? You got one in the field, right? Too. Um, well then Didn't I you guess in the summer one summer. Oh, like I mean, that? and then I've had, an, I had internships before college at the, at the, Las Vegas Valley Water District, and I, there I was doing mostly warehousing, and that was honestly just as a mental break from, you know, I was studying engineering and design at the tech school I was going to in high school, and I studied engineering going into college, so going into a warehouse job for the summer was just kind of a nice change of pace so I can kind of turn my brain off, get a break. Nice. But then I, that did transition into, again, the summer right before, the summer before COVID, I was doing surveying. I was doing a lot of surveying and like right of way ground work. surveying. Yeah, right? so okay, guys yeah, that have like the tripods going in the middle of the road and kind of like doing their laser and looking at you know trying to find monuments on the ground like those. If you ever look on sometimes the sidewalk, mostly in the road, like these like pins that are made out of like I don't know like tin or brass or something that oh, kind of flag, little pink flag. or yeah, something. Yeah, no, like the the brass kind of looks like a little washer or something. Oh, oh, oh yeah, and yeah. they're you're really not gonna find them unless you really know to know what to look for. But those things that you know. The Bureau of Land Management, the professional land surveyors, or whatever they put those in for legal reasons. All right, so like we have parcels of land and blah blah blah. Getting too far into it, but that's I did that first summer. But then another internship I had was doing um, drainage and engineering, which again was a lot of CAD, but it was doing it was a lot of what what they're called drainage studies. So it's like all right, water's coming in. You know, rain would come in over the valleys. Like, how much water is going to build up at this point in the site? And it's like, do we need to add in any infrastructure to mitigate it? So, was gotcha. doing that, and then I think that was about the last internship I actually had until how, I went into work. How important is it to have an internship when you're? In I college? mean, that was I think Critical. getting that first internship 
probably just kicked the door wide open when it came to getting the next one. I think the first one's probably the hardest because somebody, no yeah, yeah, somebody taking a chance on you to get into the get into the field is probably the hardest thing. But once you've had one and if you've and you've done it for a considerable amount of time, I think you can if you can hold down an internship for like a year, that's a good enough time to where that any future employer can notice. Like, All right, this guy's competent enough that we can hold it down for a decent enough time, and people aren't kicking him around because he was useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, but like like you said. For you, it was a really good opportunity because you got to start at school with, mm-hmm. as an undergraduate researcher. So yeah, like, and then the commute was nothing. I just skated over there from the dorm and then did my did my stuff and then went right back and did homework or whatever. So yeah, yeah. no, it was super convenient getting, especially a, you know, an internship on campus. And again, like college is a, one of the for all of, for all of college's faults. That's one of the great things about it is that it allows you to be in close proximity to the people doing real work in your field that you're interested. And if you can meet the right person or do do well enough to get noticed or just be be uh, perspicacious enough to like go get after it then then absolutely it'll be a, a great benefit totally i think like, the best part about college is just that like it's a place where there's so much opportunity and mm-hmm. you've just if you seek you it out to, you'll you just, find it right yeah, you just like, have to go out, get out and grab it really that's really all it is if you sit in your dorm and do nothing all day then you, you get out what you put in exactly i mean it seems like you put in quite a bit with the, with your internships with your you know classes and stuff and look at you you know you passed your oh, exam yeah. and yeah definitely. first try i mean People don't pass on their first try usually. No, very. And especially not at 23. I think the pass rate, especially because I, I opted to try and take one of the easier exams because that's just, I didn't need to. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah. And the thing is, like, once you're, as long as you pass an exam within that field, especially civil, because that's, I think, the only one where there's multiple or if if not, whatever. But as long as you pass one, then you can transition that into anything. And yeah, I picked the easiest one. And I think that one only even had a sixty percent pass rate on the first on the first Jeez. go 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 around, and then even less on the second. So yeah, no, it was it was nice to get that out of the way. And then I do have a few other you know engineering friends that are out in out and about in the world right now, either working or still in school doing graduate. And then I, not, most of them aren't anywhere close to even like starting to study for it. Jeez. I had to put in again hours. I, th- I remember. I think it was like you know six hours a day for two months, so that's like four weeks apiece. And I think it I think it ended up being probably you know a few hundred hours of studying. And then again, if you're having to split that up two hours here three hours there sometimes on the weekends that'll take forever right and plus the the setting you were doing was structured too which makes a big difference yeah yeah no i definitely tried to break it down by you know starting at the starting at the the wide concept and then narrowing it down also like i start here and i start at this point every day and i'm at this point every day you know it's like yeah it's like a job gotta get a job gotta get a chapter done gotta get 20 problems done gotta get whatever and then gotcha. just keep hitting that and then, you know, schedule the exams. Like, all right, now I have two, now I have a definite time frame that I need to keep it going. So with your personal achievements in mind, like what kind of advice would you give to students that are sort of getting through an engineering degree or looking to get into the workforce? Well, I guess as far as getting the degree, I'm sure if you haven't, if you have it already, then you are truly a lost soul is get a Chegg account. Make sure you have the $15 <laughs> a month to spare on that because I will greatly expedite your, your process of obtaining the degree first off but then once you get it definitely definitely make sure i hope you can at least get one internship before you're before you're done but even so like engineering is a very in-demand type of field and uh, be it civil or mechanical those are the two majors i think you will always be in in need yeah and basically in any major city that you go to for sure so as long as you keep decent enough grades then you can well, decent enough grades to get the degree done in a, in a reasonable amount of time, then you'll be totally fine getting into chip. But yeah. got to get experience is very is key in this industry more so than kind of the name on your 
the right. the name on the college and your resume for sure. So like get through the degree, yeah. get some experience. Absolutely. And so how important, this is the last question I'll ask you because, you know, in the interest of time, mm-hmm. but how important is it to network and are you on LinkedIn? Do you use LinkedIn? Is that an engine? I've I used it more so. I'm probably a little late on using LinkedIn because, again, I, I got lucky enough to where I actually, I had an in on the one internship and even the second internship where I was doing drainage, like, that's because, like, my roommate's dad was a civil engineer and then he had a civil engineering friend that had his own business and he was looking for interns. So, yeah, I think networking is actually probably the most important because, you know, as long as you have a, again, as competent understanding of the field you're in so that once you get there you won't screw up as long as you have that in place then networking is obvious is definitely the most important part because you can be the the smartest engineer in the world but if no one ever sees your resume and no one and or no one's grabbed by it then they don't they won't care no one will ever no one will hire you to to experience the greatness of that you that you've Possess, that you supposedly so, possess. That you supposedly possess. Yeah. So absolutely networking, and then again, college is a great spot for that because even the the first job I got out of college was because another civil engineering friend's mom was hiring. Like her mom's company was hiring interns, and then she just like posted it out to you know all the engineers like, hey, does anybody need a job over the summer? Mom's mom's company is hiring, and boom, 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 like five of us got got hired. Wow. And only five of us, you know, five of us apply, and then five of us got hired, and it's like boom. And so again, just. You know, meet the people that are in your degree. Someone somewhere is going to get a foot in the door. Someone somewhere is going to have a, a an acquaintance or a parent or or a, a guardian, whatever. Someone's going to have something that will get you that foot in the door. I think that's the most important thing. Like joining the rat race and there's being another resume in the pile is definitely you're selling yourself short. If you can find, um, what is it? Being a being a medium fish in a small pond is better than being a big fish in a in a huge pond or something. It's like you want to. Max, you want to tailor your your endeavors to where you're encountering the least resistance, and the way to the path to least resistance into getting in getting a higher up position in any field is having a having a foot in the door. Yeah, yeah, knowing someone who knows something. Exactly. But Andy, I really appreciate you coming it was a in, pleasure. chatting with me, and giving me so much information, and you know everybody else sharing your wisdom in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, thank you so much, man. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Job Forum. If you want any more details or have any questions, visit my website at manaaziz.com. M-A-N-A-A-Z-I-Z.com. Welcome to the Job Forum.